Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm really glad you're here. And, ow, woo, my energy definitely does not match the room yet, but that's okay, right? Um, we got a couple of announcements. One is this Friday. We have a Good Friday service. It's at 7 p.m. in this sanctuary. Um, also, we have a Lenten Friday nights. So if, you want, if you're coming to the 7 o'clock service, Feel free to join the Lenten Friday nights that's been going since the beginning of Lent. And it's with Casa della Afuera, Afuero, Afuero, Afuero. Is that right? Casa della Afuero. I, I make it too complicated. I caught Jim, <laughs> land the plane. Land Jeff Elson saying, seriously, you need to stop talking. Okay, but you can come early and join in on the potluck dinner and break bread with our brothers and sisters who meet here on Sunday afternoons, Casa de Alfrera. That's it. That's, it. That's as close as I'm getting. Next week, it's Easter. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Today marks the beginning of Passion Week or Holy Week. Um, it is Palm Sunday. For those listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Also, during this service, it's our one great hour of sharing. So... Um, I'll just remind us at, at our offering time also to, this is over and above or separate from giving to this local outpost of the kingdom of God. This is going through Presbyterian disaster assistance and also our presbytery helping those that are in need, who need food, who need and um, shelter, all that stuff. So this money goes directly to helping the least and the lost. Uh, also next week is Carrie's last Sunday. We'll pray over her during the children's message and send her off with just our support and our love. And then also this week, this is a lot. This is Jason right here. Okay, slow down, Jay. We got birthdays in the house, and we'll celebrate over in the fellowship hall after worship. Um, my wife made a couple egg dishes. It's Jim Ketcherson's birthday. It's Shane. Shane right there. That's Shane Hill. Yeah, yeah. I remember your last name. It's Mark Lackey, too. He always shows up late, but it's his birthday, too. It's also my Aunt Coe's up in uh, Northern California, if anybody wants to know. Let's stand and prepare our hearts to, to worship together. And listen to these words from Psalm 118, 19 through 21, as read out of the Passion Translation. Swing wide, you gates of righteousness, and let me pass through, and I will enter into God's presence to worship only Him. I have found the gateway to God, the pathway to His presence for all His devoted lovers. I will offer all of my loving praise to you, and I thank you so much for answering my prayer and bringing me salvation. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
Good morning, and may I have all of the children up here for the children's message? Okay. So this is an interactive children's message today. Whenever I say the word celebrate, can you guys wave your fingers, little spirit fingers? Okay. You guys ready? Celebrate. Got it. Okay. (laughs) I really enjoy a great celebration. Don't you? What are some things that people like to celebrate? Birthdays, holidays, a sporting event. How do they celebrate? Well, one way people celebrate is by making lots of noise. So this morning, let's have a celebration. And let's celebrate (laughs) that we are here today to worship and praise Jesus. So let's all give three cheers for Jesus by saying, hip, hip, hooray, three times. Are you ready? Go. Hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Wow, that was great. And I think this is a good day for us to celebrate. Yep, yep, we're still still on this. Jesus, because today is a very special day. Today is Palm Sunday. It is a day when we remember how people celebrated when Jesus entered into Jerusalem on a Sunday around 2,000 years ago. You may have already heard the story, but let me tell it again. Jesus was walking with his disciples towards Jerusalem. And as they came near to the city, Jesus told two of his disciples to go on ahead into the town. He told them that they would see a young donkey tied there and had not, and he had never been ridden before. He said, untie the donkey and bring it to me. If anyone asks you what you are doing, tell them the Lord needs it. He will send it back to you soon. The the disciples did what Jesus told them to do, and it happened just as he had told them. They found the young donkey, they untied it, and started to lead it away. Some men were standing nearby, and they said to the disciples, Hey, where are you taking that young donkey? And they told them exactly what Jesus had said, and the men let them take the donkey. The disciples brought the young donkey to Jesus, and they put their coats on it to make a soft place for Jesus to sit. As they made their way into the city of Jerusalem, people went Sorry, hold on. People went ahead of Jesus shouting, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." Others followed behind and they were soon also shouting, "Hosanna to the son of David! Hosanna in the highest!" All the while, people lined the streets cheering and waving palm branches. It was a wonderful celebration as people cheered loudly for Jesus. Just as those people celebrated 2,000 years ago, we have come here today to celebrate Jesus. What a better day to do that than on Palm Sunday? The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice rejoice, and be glad in it. This comes from Psalm 118, verse 24. Pray with me. Dear God, we celebrate today just as those who celebrated in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, next Sunday, we will be having our Easter egg hunt. So if you could um, please send your children with an Easter basket to collect eggs in and join us out here on the lawn after service to watch our kids hunt for eggs. Thank you, and at this time, all children and youth are dismissed. Well, you're going to hear the word Hosanna a lot today. And 
The most common understanding of the word Hosanna is praise. But in the scripture, it actually means pray, save us. Pray, save us. So think of those two concepts. Not just praising, but, but asking God to save you. Uh, it, it takes on a whole new meaning. And I thought that was really cool when I found that out this week. Because I didn't really realize that's what it meant. I thought it was just praise. That's the most common understanding of it. But pray, save us. So we're going to sing a Hosanna right now. Thank you. 
sing, because when we see you, because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Let's sing that one more time together. Because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises, Hosanna. Okay. 
in and poured out all for love. The whole earth trembled and the veil was torn. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Jesus Messiah. Name above all names. Blessed amazing love is this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. In faith and penitence, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Join me. Eternal God, our judge and redeemer, 
We confess that we have tried to hide from you, for we have done wrong. We have lived for ourselves and apart from you. We have turned from our neighbors and refused to bear the burden of others. We have ignored the pain of the world and passed by the hungry, the poor, and the oppressed. In your great mercy, forgive our sins and free us from the selfishness that we may choose your will and obey your commandments through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Since God has forgiven us in Christ, let us forgive one another. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.
That's the commercial right now. Uh, if you want to join the choir, like I do right now, talk to Cornell after the service, right? Don't we all want to be waving those huge palms that the kids were waving and singing, Hosanna! Everybody, ready? Ready? One, two, three. Save now, right? Oh, yeah. Ready? Ready? Okay. Actually, you lead us. I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm the, I I am Dale. I don't have any musical training. All right. Ready? Hosanna! Ready? Hosanna! Nice. All right. We can go home now, right? right, Well, let's talk about the scriptures a little bit. And um, this, this, this weekend is significant for a bunch of reasons. One of them is 21 years ago, we got married here, right here. My wife and I stood right here 21 years ago on Friday. Uh, the Friday of, and I remember because Tim McCalmont was preaching that Sunday, and his Palm Sunday um, sermon title was "Do You Have the Right Tools?" And my father-in-law had put across that thing a paper thing. Jason and Malia are getting married, and then right in, underneath it, "Do you have the right tools?" I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was a word from the Lord or what. Um, and so I. It's just, it's, it's right here. And my first two Sundays, robbed. Robbed by this pandemic. And I feel a little bitter, a little grumpy. So, uh, God, forgive, get rid of that. And let's celebrate. This is, this is absolutely astonishing, amazing, all the descriptors you can possibly think of. And then in Galatians... Um, most people, we, I don't know if I've, I've told you, but Galatians is one of Paul's earliest letters. And Paul wrote most of his letters before the Gospels. Put, wait for a second, let that to connect. He was theologically explaining what Jesus and who Jesus and what had happened with Jesus to the people via these letters to these churches. And so we come to this text, and I want to read first a couple verses out of Mark and remind us that it's Palm Sunday, and then read our Galatians text for this morning and unpack it as Paul unpacks what's happening 2,000 years ago. Okay, Mark eight one eight ten through eight Mark eleven eight through ten. I think they're going to be up here. No, all right, maybe not. Okay, here we go. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut. Hosanna! No, I guess I'll open my scripture. Here we go. There it is, there it is. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted. Oh, yeah, it's the next text. Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our, of our father David. 
Hosanna in the highest heaven. And then I'm going to read Galatians. I'm going to read it from here. Just so I learned my lesson. They tell you never to do that in seminary. I was just getting a little lazy. Okay. My point is this. Heirs, as long as they are minors, they are no better than slaves. Though they are the owners of all the property, but they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of the time of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Those first three verses, actually, let's point out the fact that N.T. Wright blew my mind, and I've brought this up a couple times, but I want to get us to that place again. N.T. Wright, I had, I had grown up in the church, I, like as a kid. Like my, kid, my parents would drag me to church. I had been to every Easter service, and been, we would always, my dad was a part of the deacons when I was growing up, and he would, he would set up the breakfast for the Easter sunrise service. We'd get up at like really early, <laughs> and we'd go to this field, and then we would go to this, this hall that was near this field. It was a cornfield in Massachusetts. And then we would have breakfast, and then we would go to church. And, so, and then we would come home. We would take a picture. My dad would set the camera about a quarter mile away, <laughs> and he'd have to run to get in part. I remember all these years of celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ and never really understanding and never asking this question. Um, if personal atonement, if forgiveness for my sins is the key thing that Jesus came for, why didn't he come on Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement in the fall, why did he come on Passover? That question had never... It was 2017, I think, when N.T. Wright came out with this book called The Day the Revolution Began. And I hadn't asked that question. I hadn't been asked that question. I hadn't thought about that question. And I think we as a church, capital C, have missed this huge component that is involved in Easter, in, in Resurrection Sunday. What is Passover? Does anybody remember? Raise your hand. What's Passover? What? Freedom from slavery, right? Have you seen Prince of Egypt? I think that's the best version because you can do things with cartoons that you can't do with anybody else. You, know, you can't part a sea. Like the Charlton Heston version, you know, that it's good until they're crossing the sea. Right? Because then you can see the blue screen in the background, and it's like, I don't know, it's kind of cheese. But you watch the Prince of Egypt. It's the freedom from slavery. It's the Exodus event. Okay? 
And in the letter of Galatians, Paul is saying that if you follow Jesus, you're made a child of Abraham. Fast forward the timeline a little bit. Children of Abraham, their major guy, the guy who wrote the first five books, the Pentateuch, the book of Moses. The Old Testament begins not at Genesis, but it actually begins with Moses at the burning bush. And God reaching in and saying, you're my people. I'm your God. And as he's alive, they're enslaved in Egypt. And God says, you're my people. I'm going to set you free. Have faith in me. And he does the plagues, and he does the blood over the doorpost. Do you remember? So the angel of death will pass over. Therefore, the name, the Passover. Fast forward the timeline a couple more thousand years. You got Jesus, who most people recognize as a, as a Jew as a leader of God's people. And he's coming into Jerusalem for what? The Passover event. They throw their cloaks on the ground. They throw these palms on the ground. And what are they saying? Like Danny was saying, it's come to mean praise, praise, and happy, happy. It's save. God save. And actually, most people think there's an, an implied save now. That's going to become handy in a second. But they're screaming out, save me. They're in the world, but they're slaves. What are they slaves to? Sin and death. And in this text, he points out in the first three verses, he says, they're enslaved, and he's talking to the people of Galatia, and he's talking to you and me, brothers and sisters. They're enslaved to micromanagers. You ever been in one of those jobs where <laughs> they're like, no, not like that, like this. And they, they do, eventually you just say, why don't you do it yourself? Right? Have you, has anybody else been in that position? That's what he's saying. He's saying as, as children of God and as children of Abraham, our slavery is to legalism and to micromanaging and to those annoying people that tell you you're not, you're not doing it right. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not dressed well enough. You're not happy enough. What else are we enslaved to? And then he, this is the only place he does it. In Galatians. In Galatians, in all of his letters, in all of his writing, this is the only time he uses this term. He says at the end of um, three, so with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. Elementary spirits of the world. 
The Greek is stoichia. Stoichia. It's the only time it shows up in all of Paul's writings. What's he talking about? You know, today we have these holistic doctors. Yeah? Yes or no? Okay. That dates back to this time. That dates back to way back before this time. There are these, I don't mean to throw holistic doctors underneath the bus, but I'm just talking about people that worship the elements. You know? The things that govern, you know, like the, 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 the water, air, land. What's the other one? Fire, fuego, fire, fire. Uh, that's another thing. Um, people would go to these doctors and they'd be sick. And they'd do their elemental things. They would say, oh, you've made the, the fire mad. You've made the earth mad. You've made the, the water mad. And it was a, kind of a... Um, an attempt to heal a sickness that was of the spirit, right? Like a spiritual sickness. And Paul is here throwing in a new, like a, the one and only time he throws into this text, he says, Jesus is also the healer of our moral sickness of sin. Our moral sickness of sin, it's contagious. Because we're all da- daughters and sons of Adam and Eve. And we, we, we mix it up with one another. We, we spread this moral sickness amongst ourselves. Jesus is yet another, a savior of a, in another aspect. You know? Everybody still awake? Those are the first three verses. And then the next couple of verses he says, At the fullness of time... And a lot, a lot has been said about kairos, you know, the, that, the Greek understanding of time, of being in the appropriate time. It was, um, the time was full. But this is chronos. This is chronological. When's the last time you had to do something before you did something else? You know what I mean? You probably do, just because baking my uncle, I, I, t- I think I've told this story. My uncle Wayne, when he was a bachelor, uh, he couldn't for the life of him hard boil an egg. He would boil the water up, and then what would happen if you throw an egg in? It explodes. <laughs> so he's going, I think he like, wasted a dozen eggs first. It's like, they keep blowing up. I don't know what's going on. Thank God he got married and dated and all that kinds of stuff, because then you put the egg in, you heat the water up first. Right on time. In the timeline, you got Father Abraham being promised all the, all the children, all of them, that they're going to outnumber the stars, they're going to outnumber the grains of sand. Fast forward to Moses. Moses says, okay, I'm going to create a relationship with God and his people. You're going to follow these grace-filled laws until the Messiah shows up. Paul is saying, fast forward another couple thousand years. Jesus shows up. Time was so full. It demanded a savior. It demanded a, a, a rescuer to enter into the timeline. 
And God said, this is the time. Now. Not before, not after. Now. And what did he do? He established by the Father the act of redemption and adoption. He set us free. He inaugurated the second kingdom. He, he, he inaugurated the kingdom to come now. And he adopted each of us. Rick, you're the only one that has the appropriate smile on your face. <laughs> right? Hip, hip. That's what we should, I, I, we don't do that enough. We did that for Elsie, and we should do that. I love that, that with the kids coming in here. Hip, hip. Hooray. You're going to get tired of it, but I can't, get, I can't get enough of it. That's what we should be doing, right? And then he ends with the coming of the divine presence to lead, fill, and equip God's people. Look to your right, look to your left. Who are God's people? Sandy got it. She's like, oh yeah, happy hands. Children, heirs, co-heirs with Christ. How do we apply this? Okay. How did I write down we should apply this? We should realize, and do you realize, ask the question, do you realize you are a part of the second Exodus people? I'm going to repeat that. You are a part of the second Exodus people. A couple thousand years ago, he's coming into Jerusalem. People are saying, save me. Save me now. Next Sunday, he says, it's done. It's finished. I've saved you. I've rescued you. I've set you free. You are no longer free. you're no longer enslaved to sin and death. You are a second Exodus person. Hip hip. Hooray. And we're freed from slavery. Um, if you've been freed from slavery. You're like a person in the desert that's come into this room and found a place that, that has water. In other places in Scripture, Jesus simply says, just go tell people about it. Your only task is to not get in the way. Right? Hand out, we got more, just not those people. <laughs> Those people are only free. No, just kidding. We're all free, right? Amen. Hip, hip. Grab cards. Hand them to people. This is contagious, right? It should be. Danny's like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. It is. And other application. Just ask this question. How are you doing at being adopted by God and freed? 
We got cats. We got two cats. You know whose fault it is? Carrie's. <laughs> she did the children's message, and she said, how many people have pets? And me and Malia are sitting over there, and both of our kids are like, we don't have pets. So we got pets, COVID pets. We got Oscar and we got mittens. Oscar and mittens, perfect. The other day, I pick up Oscar. They're house cats. And I put them just outside our front door. What does he do? He just sits there. Right? He's been in this house. He, that's his house. That's his home. That's his regular. What Paul is talking about and what scriptures are talking about is this world is playing by these rules, right? This person's popular. This person has a lot of money. This person you should listen to. This person you shouldn't. You have Jesus as your Savior. He picks you up and drops you into the kingdom triumphant. Now. We're living by heaven's rules now. Once you say yes, Lord, yes. Once you say yes, Lord, it's go. It's go time. And we're out there, and what are we doing? Most of the time, and I'm guilty of it too. Confess time. We're just sitting there. Okay. (laughs) This looks kind of cool. If Oscar only knew, right? We live a block from the ocean. What? If a cat saw the Pacific Ocean, that would be sick. Anyway, uh, that's my applications. Um, Sit with this. Come back on on Good Friday. Participate in it. Step into this in a new way this year. We're free. What does it mean to, to look and and meditate on the fact that our Savior went through hell. And if you believe the creeds, it's literally went through hell to pay for our freedom. Look at that this Friday. Look at that this Thursday. And then come back. And it's a doozy. This next text is a doozy. Because what is, for grace, it's for freedom that I've set you free. What does that mean in light of we're the cat sitting out in front of Come back next week um, and invite a bunch of people. That's it. I think that's it. What am I supposed to do now? Probably say amen. amen. And then we keep worshiping, right? Okay, let's do that.
as we continue in worship, um, now's the time where we give back to God just a portion of what he's given to us. And it's also our Sunday of one great hour of sharing. If you're uh, listening on the podcast, this isn't the end date. It actually ends in April. And so you can um, mail a check, just make it out for one great hour of sharing and send it to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128. Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And you can also send your tithes and your offerings there. Um, but if you're here in the congregation, we have offering basket, or offering plates at the back. And uh, you can, there are envelopes in all of your orders of worship. Um, this goes to the people that need it, the least and the lost. Um, our morning, this morning's offerings and tithes are now received. So in our offertory today, we have a little responsibility for you, okay? You're going to have a little vocal part. So whenever you hear, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You'll sing with Tim on. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Let's do that together one more time. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Oh, you're rock stars. Let's do this. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. King of Israel, come into our hearts. Here to reign in righteousness. O ruler of the world, ruler of our hearts. Now ascend your throne. You are the king. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. To Jerusalem, to the sons of men. Driving on in gentle strength. Oh, come to save your own. Come to give your life. The kingdom is at hand. You are the king of kings. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Woo! We survived it. Good job.
may be seated. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do that very little thing, why worry about the rest? Why worry indeed? To the God who knows every hair on our head, let us pray. Holy and gracious Lord, 2,000 years ago the crowd shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And today we shout the same. How quickly the tide turned. As we go forward into this holy week, keep us mindful of you, Lord, and the journey that you took to the cross. Keep us mindful of your immense love for each one of us, a love so deep You gave your very life to save us. Sovereign God, we look around and life here seems messed up, and it is. Children killing children right here in our country. Russian invaders ravaging and torturing innocent Ukrainian civilians. Father, we are at a loss for the words to pray for the atrocities that we are witnessing on a daily basis. Our our hearts cry out, Abba, Father, please help. Please protect. Please stop evil. Please reconcile. Please. Lord God, make each one of us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, Let us so love. Use us, O Lord, to be your hands and feet in this broken and messed up world. A world that heralded you as king one day and the next yelled, crucify him. Merciful Father, for those affected by the recent school shooting, we pray for your mercy and comfort. For those affected by the plentiful and heinous tornadoes and storms, we pray for your recovery and restoration. For the country of Ukraine and its citizens, we pray for your peace, your protection, and a swift end to this war. Close to home, we continue praying for Patty Ernest, and her upcoming round of treatment. May it be effective and painless. We pray for your healing balm over Keith Coslin and Kay Deer. We lift up Sandy's father, Larry Corbett, and pray for his healing and protection from pain. Lord, keep each one. Each one who desperately needs you, keep them close. And we thank you with glad hearts for successful medical procedures this week for Don Beard, Helen Day Berard, and Jim Leahy. 
Continue to uphold them as they recuperate. Thank you, God. And Father, we pray for your continued direction and wisdom for this local outpost of your kingdom. May we be known today and always as your disciples who made the world just a little bit better. On this Palm Sunday, we join with Christian believers across the globe, praying as you taught your disciples, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand, if you are able, for our final hymn, Majesty. God, I just thank you for these gifts that are going through this local outpost into the hands of the presbytery and beyond. May these one great hour of sharing gifts bless whoever receives them in every way possible. And God, God and all God's people said, Amen. remember there's some breakfast dish, save a little for Jim, but don't eat yet until Jim's eating something, and then Shane... For his birthday, my wife made some egg dishes, so, but they're going to be delicious because my wife can cook, too. There's a reason I'm this size. Uh, thanks for worshiping with us this morning. And also, um, grab some of those cards. 
And let somebody know this week that you've been set free as a second, second kingdom, second exodus follower of Jesus the Christ. Uh, let's pack this place out full of the rafters in celebration of our reg- the resurrection of our king. Amen? Amen? Now receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Oh, and thanks, Kate, for playing. <laughs>